Outlaw, Mud Show, Drive-In. Welcome to the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In. My name is Joe Connor, and with me is the guy that's going to be telling us a story today. It's it's pouring and thundering and lightning here in, in Omaha, and it sounds like it's doing it over in England, too. So to take it away for Mohammed, who was setting the perfect stage across the globe with thunder and rain for this story here today, tonight, whenever you're listening to it. I feel, I feel like I'm Shang Tsung uh, on the island at the start of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it has begun! <laughs> and welcome, everyone. And we gotta say, uh, we're sorry, James and Pete actually did not give a warning, and they went out searching for Undertaker tokens, and they were caught by the druids. Uh, there's just no way to hide it. We don't know when they're coming back, yeah. if they're coming back. Yeah, if they're coming back, if they've been conscripted by the druids, if they're going to be sacrificed, we have no idea. So, I, I, just, I just, you know, say it. Yeah, I just know that, you know, eventually a hood is going to be pulled, and Michael Cole is going to say, the druids, the druids were Pete and, and James this whole time. Yeah. Which, by yeah. the way, was and a then really I, oddball fucking thing that he said it's like it's like no i don't think the druids and the brood were the same the all all, all the, we're the same guys all the time first of all there's like three uh, there there was like there was like 30 druids and there's just three members uh-huh. <laughs> it's uh the microphone was weird during that period yeah. so like it's uh this was him like trying to actually if you were, if you watched wb in 1999 i think this is the most growth you'd see from michael call because oh, yeah. this was when he was when he was actually learning how to roll with the punches with the craziness, when he was like, when he starts to learn when to stick to the script and when he doesn't. Jerry Lawler says it in his book when they had the, when they were sacrificing Midian. And Michael Cole, which I found it freaking weird at the time because I could not see if he kept saying, he's floating, King, he's floating. He's not. He's just, he was just not. And King, and King apparently cleared up in that he was supposed to be floating, but he was not. And Michael Cole was just... In this whole thing, my favorite Michael Cole thing from 1999 was uh, um, when uh, Steve Austin was at Shawn Michaels' house and they were sitting at the bar. Um, oh, this is the night after the Royal Rumble, yes, right? Yep. And uh, it's when. Uh, uh-huh. like, oh, nerdy are we that we know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like when Shawn Michaels like... is reaching for the WWF rule book and it's actually like a battle of Jack Daniels and Steve Austin is laughing his ass off about it. But um, Steve Austin's like, um, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be at WrestleMania, and then Michael Cole on commentary just goes, "What's he mean? As a fan? It's, it's like, it's like he's a fucking wrestler. It's like WrestleMania is not just like, even if he's, even if he's not trying to wrestle for the championship, he's gonna be. <laughs> it's like, come on, as a it's fan, like he, he wants to go all the way. This is the problem. You know, you see some of that sometimes nowadays. Like. To be honest, the last time I saw that, like you know, Michael Cole being programmed was 2015 SummerSlam. Yeah. When Taker and Brock were just you know laughing at each other, and Michael Cole just said, "And Taker, I love that incredible moment, incredible moment here. You're telling me it's an incredible. You're not reacting to it. You're labeling exactly. it, which was, which kind of like you know it sucked it out of it because kept thinking it. of yeah because. JR, when The Undertaker came back, he had the right thing. Like, you know, listen to those two things and listen to that. And what JR said was, What a moment! Like, I just had a. He'd react to it. He'd not, he wouldn't label it. 
he's reacting it with with you. Sure. Which you know, just say so. Anyway, we wish Pete and uh, James a safe recovery. Hashtag bring them home. Uh, and and we have a great show for you tonight on the it's it's part two of the horror show or battle battle for the throne of the dark side, ladies and gentlemen. We got we're gonna just you know do a quick recap of what we established last week, and then we're gonna then we're gonna go through to what happens in the actual uh let's say tournament or fight which we're gonna see here. so like we said the undertaker has left this uh the plane leaving the throne of the dark side yeah, well the undertaker has retired even demons and even undead dead men have to retire at some point so he has retired leaving the throne of the dark side wide open and up for grabs and you know some people might criticize the dead man for you know his poor handover skills because you know it's just unprofessional to just you know not not stay until you prep your successor, but you know it's the undertaker who's going to tell him that here. Yes, you have to do this. So, and that drew a lot of dark souls, a lot of people who had in touch with the darkness, into this tournament where there where the dark side needs. Uh, dark side needs a ruler, needs a protector, needs someone who could keep that balance. It's on, it needs on, someone on the. It's kind of like for people who have listened, it's like uh, or people who have watched the show, it's like um, on Lucifer. Um, that I'm not sure if you watched. The, did you watch the first part of last season with with God when he was on it? Uh, yeah, I'm 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 up to date on Lucifer until halfway through this uh, the last season. Okay. So, um, so like on Lucifer yeah, so, uh, when God wasn't. When he wasn't up there or whatever, and Lucifer wasn't down there, they were both on Earth. It was the whole there was thing chaos. of yeah, yeah. It like like demons started popping up. Kind like, of yeah, the demons start popping up on Earth, and the angels were like doing what uh, were partying. Apparently, that's what they do. Yes, yes. So it's, it's, it, it, so and and the 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 realm needs uh, a Lord of Darkness. Yes, exactly. So the yeah, so the battle for the Lordship of Darkness is on. And we had a few players who were sent some invitations, had to fight their way through a lot of problems like um, Pentagon Dark, Tim Balor, Evil from New Japan for Wrestling, and formerly Novella uh, IJ, now the Bullet Club, and Marty the Moth Martinez, Matanza Cueto, Mo Mortis, that's all the uh, PCO, Vincent, even Dan Housing got in there. Just a little. Uh, Malachi Black, Broken Matt Hardy, L.A. Park, because, you know, L.A. Park, now, this is weird, because L.A. Park, I think we need the version from MLW, believe it or not, yeah. because that's, I don't know, Especially that's kind of the darkest, yeah, exactly, and we had a lot, and Dexter Loomis is in there, and he is accompanied by his new, uh, I guess, father his pseudo-father-in-law, his godfather-in-law, something you know, something like Karrion Cross got an invite. He's there, but he's not there by himself. He's there as as uh, here. He's the rabbit. So he's the right now. He's the white rabbit with the rabbit driver in there. Uh, the Dungeon of Doom is there, the, and Vincent from Mega is there as well. 
and, and maybe and maybe and there is a cult of va vampires that includes Gangrel, Kevin Thorne, and the Ascension, who are also on, on uh, who have also gained tokens and have gained access to this uh, tournament. Uh, so as of this, so. And without further ado, uh, like we can go into details on how people got into these things and uh, so forth. Uh, let's just uh, say for uh, let's uh, I'll just tweak out the one thing because it's the most fun one, which is Damien Priest got an invitation to seek out one of the tokens, and Damien Priest is not about that life anymore. Just let's basically say that. So he was hanging out with Johnny Gargano because they made uh, they became you know, good friends after the Dexter's wedding. Even though he was not at the reception, which was weird, but uh, that's it. <laughs> but that's but that's besides the point. He, 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 and, he had to go do like some Big Brother stuff, so he had he had, he had other yeah. commitments. Yeah, exactly. So uh, he was there for the bar. He didn't mince words about it. So yes. <laughs> so anyway, he's at a bar drinking. It's kind of weird because I think Johnny Gargano drinks uh, just virgin drinks and all. You know that it's. Not that there's a, anything wrong with it. I actually enjoy virgin drinks much more, but... Uh, just a second here, I'm having problems with me... with me video. What happened? On my side or your side? On my side. And we're fixed. Uh -huh. Sorry about that. It's, it's Maki Ito. She's, she's upset that she's not invited. Yeah, maybe she is. Um, just a second. Well, what can I say? Maka, they were going to send her an invitation, but she was singing karaoke at the time, and it just it just pushed them all away. That's probably the karaoke place that uh, Damien Priest went to to, to 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 sing like some top forty. Pop oh, cameo! Nice cameo. Yes. That's a good cameo. So they were singing. Yeah, so they were at the karaoke place, and Johnny Gargano loves the karaoke because he's kind of, he seems like the kind of person who would do. Yeah, and so Damien Priest talks to, tells him about it. Johnny Gargano feels like, oh, this is a chance to actually get something more, which is, it's kind of weird. It's kind of hard to, you know, with the current character of Johnny Gargano to figure out what motivates him anymore. <laughs> and, but let's just say... He's back to being a baby face again now. <laughs> yeah, he's back to being a baby face who doesn't chase the title, so it's kind of like, it's, it's weird, but... Um, Let's just say, Johnny Gargano feels that this is something that he could actually use, he could monetize on. It could be a good legacy for his, uh, for his, uh, for his child to, you know, the, the, oh, the dad is the Lord of Darkness and everything. And he, feel, and he has that whole super superhero, you know, uh, think, uh, thinking on his yeah. mind that it might be up to him. So he goes out on his own, tries to seek out the... Huh? To seek and the, I want to say Candace goes with him, but let's say she's pregnant, full in that scenario, so we'll just put her on the side. But even though maybe both of them together would be uh, more fun. What do you think? I don't, know, I don't. I don't know if I would want to bring my pregnant wife to like you know, um, you know, Death Valley. So maybe we said uh, maybe we said this in the future, but then she will stay with the kid, though, right? Yes. Yeah. I, w I wouldn't want my kid in Death Valley right now until until I took over. At least. Yeah. It's either that or they could have, after she has given birth by sometimes, they just, you know, he tells her this thing because she's as whack as him. Because I think it's nice to, for a story to, for them to play with each other. And they just to get Indy to, her, to babysit the child. I was going to say Indy's probably babysitting. Yeah. 
in this babysitting in the shop and they go and uh, so they go on this adventure and they get and let's say this one is in LA it's in well it's they're looking for for the mask the mask that's gonna work. and while they're there there's a lot of doors uh, and they see the dark order is actually also trying to get the mask they have a confrontation a lot of comedy ensues Johnny Gargano and Evil Uno play off each other pretty good. I, 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 I see think. Evil Uno yeah. trying to put the mask on top of his mask, but it's pushing his yeah. mask down and he can't see. And he can't see, and Johnny Gargano grabs it, and then, you know, they do the whole, you know, football, uh, the movie's football chase where they toss the masks to each other and it keeps going up and forth. Also, and then there's two... the Dark Order's good buddy, Hangman Page, is probably hanging out with Damian Priest at the bar. Yes! Yeah. Yes, that is great. So they go. And that's great. So once they go back to the family, so Gardano and Candace manage to outsmart the doctor to go to where they can actually find the mask huh? and get a position of it. And then when Gargano tries to put the mask on it, disintegrates and turns out this mask was just a replica. It was just, you know, plastic and everything. Huh? Someone else got the mask before them. And then who is it? And the, the final panel just shows that uh, Marty the Moth has the mask. He snuck in and got it before the girl was fighting over it all. He's speaking like that. And he goes, and they go to the bar. Huh? You find behind man page with Damien Priest. Damien Priest laughs, uh, laughs Johnny out of the bar. They go home, try to leave, and the Indy's there with Dexter. And Dexter is just, you know, holding a token. Probably Undertaker's great gloves, or the purple gloves in his hand. And Johnny looks at him like, what? And that's the end of it. So what happens is Dexter goes. But he's only seconded by Johnny. We're not going to take the whole family because that's going to be overcome. <laughs> and actually, Johnny by himself is going to be overcome a little bit. But, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but let's... We'll get to it in a minute. And uh, in Japan, we had the Undertaker's sight from the Backlash poster. It split into Evil Got the Head. And the stick went into this uh, Japanese um, hardcore wrestler called Chainsaw, who is modeled himself after Leatherface. And uh, while he's grabbing the stick, he thinks he's uh, he's got it everything, and uh, he just, you know, gets beaten. Someone beats the hell out of the holy living hell out of him and grabs the stick, and it's Minoru Suzuki. And Suzuki is just, you know, he he's looking for a fight. He's thinking, oh, there's going to be killers and monsters and demons and dragons. Sounds like a party to me, so I'm just, I'm heading there. I'm getting this. And Suzuki moves on. And we get to J JBL JBL uh, with his legal with his legal aid Augustus Slayer. Remember that name. Uh, 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 they go out and you got, <laughs> they go out and they enlist the help of an assassin because JBL has that connection from the from the Ministry of Darkness days. So he can hear about this stuff, and it was brought to him by this uh, by his uh, by this legal aid that they can make. So they somehow the legal aid acquires actually uh, some sort of a leather book that's called uh, that's part of me, and he says this this will gain you entry into uh, into the tournament. Don't worry. And they enlist Samoa Joe to be their killer. They just go in there. Samoa Joe is in this for the money, and he's just in this for the violence. So he goes on. And we got Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Finn Balor gets the invitation. He's not in there. And Finn Balor is in a place where now he is the, he's at crossroads in his mind because the demon just lost to the travel chief Roman Reigns. 
and we're thinking that Finn Balor, Finn Balor is thinking maybe this is not working. And while the demon has lost to Roman Reigns, Finn Balor has also lost in the finals of the King of the Ring tournament. And uh, it's kind of weird because Johnny and Candice already had their baby, so this is nine months displaced. <laughs> but then let's just say that something like the same. Finn's taking a. He, I mean, to, to be fair, since going to NXT, he lost his smile. Yeah, he's lost his smile. So we're thinking that uh, Finn is on his way and. Both sides of him, the demon and the prince, are not in agreement, and both sides seem to be lurking something, and he's seeking the inner penalty that he cannot. And while he's doing that, while he's trying to, you know, have this uh, inner dialogue with the demon on how they should uh, get better, how they should conduct themselves. He thinks the demon is too extreme, and the demon thinks he's being too weak, and so forth. And they get this invitation to seek out the token and go in there. And the demon lo- lo- loves it. Finn is a kind of a little bit, you know, huh? On the sideline, let's think about it like it's the dialogue between, like I said, it was the dialogue between the Ghost Rider, between the Rider and Johnny Blaze and Ghost Rider. But for people who are not, you know, too into comics and have not seen panels, because not all the Ghost Rider comics, I think, have that. Yeah. Some of them just have the introduction. So let's just think about it as the latest. As, well, it's more on the comedic side, but let's think about it as Venom and Eddie Brock in the, in the Venom movies. That's how it's all. Only less comedic, it's more like, you know, a psychological, it's the, it's the philosophical, philosophical, the philosophical, philosophical, philosophy, philosophical, yeah, it's a philosophical discussion about how they should, you know, proceed forward. And Finn heads into the, into the barn, into the boneyard to retrieve the shovel, where he there finds AJ Styles. And a couple of Andrews, and they fight for that thing, and, uh, but, Ultimately, Finn Balor, just a flash of the demon just comes out just a second. He just, you know, drop kicks Age of Snows into, the, into, into one of the graves, grabs the shovel, claims it. He does not bury AJ. Oh. He's not, huh? I thought it was not that much. AJ first. No. No, but, but he's walking away with the token. He's going on hard, and AJ tells him, this is not over yet. We're going to, huh? I'm not done with you. I'm going to find some way into this tournament somehow. But, uh, you know, we cut away. AJ's gone. And Abyss is back. Chris Parks is back in the mental hospital. And he gets a visit from an old friend, Father James Mitchell. Father James Mitchell tells him about this that there is a way that Abyss can regain all his glory. Everything new. Everything. If he only just seeks that token. If he go if he if he if he wins this tournament, he, uh, wins whatever kind of form of this tournament is, and he becomes the new Lord of Darkness, everything will be validated. The world will be great again. His bro- his lawyer brother will finally acknowledge him, which, now that I think about it, it was revealed that the, the lawyer brother was actually in this the whole time, so let's yes, just go back to Chris. Who Parker. was also AJ Styles' lawyer. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. But we got the Lux League AJ Styles still, and while he's contemplating this, the guy, the person in the ward next to him, who is who, who happens to be mankind. So, and, and for kayfabe and this idea, mankind is just mankind. There's no Mick Foley. There's no three faces of him. So mankind just tells him that seeking out the Undertaker is gonna be uh, is, is not gonna is not gonna end good for him. It's all fun and games until he gets tossed uh, until he gets tossed off the hill in the cell. And it, it it will not only take out uh, seeking that power, not only take a toll on your body, it's going to take a toll on your soul. But this 
once uh, this has always been driven and i think this has been something that's been understated in the character maybe in this maybe could be the best character that dna has ever come up with because I, yeah, I, I i agree it's like uh abyss um and about 2008 version of eric young yeah the 2008 that's the world belief eric young right or is that's, it, right. Uh... it's, it's, it's that, that whole time period where it's a, a post post uh, team canada once he's in canada yeah. and then once he starts hanging out with and then he becomes a superhero yes. and then he goes into yes and then he goes evolution into, yeah i think yeah i think eric young had the best of all uh, yeah yeah i think eric young and the best are like you know the best but something understated about the best abyss has always seek validation of greatness. Yeah. It's it's something that's driven his character never quite stated as much, but it's always been like, you know. And the character of Abyss is honestly the main reason why Rosemary is such a hot character in TNA because they, they partnered for years and now uh, he left. Rosemary and K yeah, Rosemary yeah. She pretty exactly. much Rosemary uh, Steve being a team with Abyss was yeah. perfect. She she got the torch passed to her and you know now yeah. she's running. And this was actually yeah, and this was actually you seeing his mature his maturity as a wrestler because he became he went into that point where he is now giving the room to other yeah. people. It might be as I mean he's as big as you can get in the TNA and you know. Like I don't want to say the minor leagues, let's say the triple A leagues in yes. oh, wrestling. Not the triple A the wrestling organization yeah. <laughs> we're putting the baseball metaphor in. Yes. So it was it was good to see that. And speaking of Rosemary, that's a good thing you said because he is because Father James Mitchell told Abyss that he can run, but uh, Abyss said I can't do this without taking uh, without taking the friends who were Rosemary. Did your internet cut out? Oh, yeah, for, 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 no, uh, there you go. There it is. <laughs> yeah, we both froze. Yeah, I thought I thought oh the lightning has struck. <laughs> So, like I said, Rosemary, Crazy Steve were also in the same ward. Abyss breaks them out, and they follow Father M James Mitchell into this. And who else do we have? Okay, so we got the Vampire Cop, and we got the Decay. We got. Uh... Ooh, I forgot about Abaddon. I also think we forgot to mention Sue Young last week too. Uh. Well, I have Sue Young here actually written down, so. And I have her in uh, one of them, but I don't have Abadu in I'll work her. I'll work her in somewhere. Wait, I think. <laughs> yeah, here is good. Okay, back in here. I'm sorry, we're going to have to move you again. But, oh, anyways. So. Yeah, these are like the highlights of how people got in there. I don't think, well, yeah, I mean, we have to go into every single one of them. Huh? So let's just say, uh, so we go, so they get welcomed to the island by a uh, couple of guys. And one of them is called Luber, who turns out, uh, sorry, not Luber. I got the name here, I wrote. So, and I think an island setting is the best setting that we can actually have. It's, uh, unfortunately, it's, 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 it's a bit cliche, but it's, 
it works. It's a cliche because it works. Now, is it the same island setting that our, that the last fantasy thing we had two weeks ago was set at? Yeah. No, 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 no. This is something totally off the grid. Some people might think it's actually, uh, it's not an island on this plane. Earth, it's, uh, it's parts of It's, you know, in a different, it's a different, yeah, it's a parts of eh, Okay, exactly. Right in the heart of, uh, right in the ocean. It's uh, parts unknown. That's what it is. So, uh, I got you just a second here. And they get uh, they get uh, so they get uh, greeted to the uh, to the tournament by the guardian Subnar, which U D N A R. And yeah, I did some research of some certain things that uh, you know will come into play later. I don't want to overplay my hand for those who did, who have not figured it out yet. Subnar um, goes so Subnar walks them in and. While you're saying the story now, you're mostly seeing it from the from the point of view of Finn Balor because and yeah, did I mention Malakai Black is in this? So yeah, as well. So he's on the earth. Anyways, so we're mentioned. So we got this from uh, Finn Balor, and they walk by this bust of like you know this. There's a like a mansion where uh, there's like. Mansion where they're supposed to stay in. Hmm? A little cliched as well, but I need this for the for this uh, point. And we can uh, think about this uh, anyways. If anyone has any ways to tinker with the story, just Take, you know, hit us up. Did, Taker does live in a mansion and escape the Undertaker. Yeah, and escape the Undertaker. Yeah, I just you know uh, made the first uh, run through yesterday. So nice. It's kind of it's kind of a nice mansion, but it's too small for what we're having. <laughs> Let's say it's uh, more like a castle. It's, Again, thing thing thing. I think the Mortal Kombat castle. Yeah. Yeah. There should be options. But this one had, you know, in the courtyard, there's like this big statue of this big uh, this big man, shirtless, just in the back. Hair dripping down over his face. And apparently uh, he's wearing some sort of a mask under there. And it just says on the Black Grim Reaper, uh, you know, huh? First ruler. And Tudner explains to them that this used to be the first tip. Huh? The first ruler, uh, the first ruler of the dark side before the Undertaker, and how Thudner disappeared, lost. Uh, how Thudner disappeared, and who was it? Uh, how did the Undertaker came to the throne? That part is unknown yet. That part is unknown. But uh, sorry, not Thudner. Sorry, the Grim Reaper. How the Grim Reaper disappeared, and uh, and how was the, the power uh, beheld? It was unknown, but it was known that this guy was the first. The Undertaker came afterwards. Was he directly afterwards? Was there a part of? Uh, was there a there a chaos between the two? No, this the history books of this place do not uh, of the dark side are not clear on those texts. And that's just you know to put it in there. It's uh, apparently so the tournament is set as in you know you call your shots, and, or at random you'll just be transported so. Uh, Places where you cannot, where you just have to face people, and, and let's. Without further ado, I think we've uh, we've laid a lot enough fight in there. Let's just go to matches. So first match we had was gonna be take a care and some hellish matches uh, sort of thing. It's just a fight, you know. There's no rings there, and we got and uh, for some reason here was Mel Mortis, the man of a thousand deaths, and Abyss. And he is also 
the current and reigning Caribbean champion. That's King Mortis, but okay, yeah, reigning Caribbean champion. Yeah, reigning Caribbean champion. Let's go with that. And Mel is actually before the match is confronted by by Katrina, and Katrina says, "Last time she saw him, he he thought she was dead. Last time she saw him, he dropped her from the top of a warehouse, which was like." Whoa, one story high, but <laughs> but but anyway, he dropped it from the top of the Aztec temple that was built by uh, Darius Quaid as far as or was it built by Darius Quaid and then no, it was built by his father. So it was a new, a brand new temple. Yeah. Anyways, and he but she has since found a new muse to guide her into this, and his name is Pierre Carlouet. Out comes PCO. He's being led by Katrina into this fight. And this is there. This is there with just yeah, Father James Mitchell. And anyway, the fight ensues between the three. They go, they break stuff, they launch. These are three big hosses this we're is, talking this is, about. This is, this is actually a, a great triple threat because it's like yeah, it's all a three have similar styles and brute force. Yeah. In the end, in the end, and it's kind of ironic, but you know. Betrayal, uh, betrayal is the word of the day in this match. Father James Mitchell betrays Abyss, not just by, out of spite, not out of a like alliance or anything. Father James Mitchell needs a way into the uh, into this tournament to stay in there, and and a bit, and he's still uh, he's still that he's still you know weary about Abyss, you know, walking out on him all those years ago. Even though they made up like yeah. Paul Bear and the Undertaker, kind of like, but it's you know, it still stings again, him. yeah, it still stings him a little bit. And he and he knows that this is not like you know strong enough to finish this race, so he's so he's gonna go uh, somewhere. And which and so he takes Abyss out and just locks uh, locks him up into a into a casket. Let's just say because this moment is this match is a great consequences match. I was gonna say yes. <laughs> so this is locked into a casket. He's eliminated thanks to his father, Jane Mitchell. Mel and PCO fight. PCO seems to be getting the upper hand, and then Katrina comes in, raises the stone that supposedly brings her that power, which well, got deep powered in Lucha Underground. I gotta rewatch the episode because I can't remember how the stone got deep powered again. But anyway, she whacked. She whacked PCO with it. And while PCO is like, you know, huh? Weirded out and everything, Katrina just reaches into his chest and pulls out a couple of jumper cables out, disconnecting his batteries. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did not expect that coming. Which leaves him prey to for more mortis to just flat the flatliner him into, into one of the into one of those big coffins, holds the lid. Mo Mortis is your winner. Katrina by his side, he moves on to the next round. Is, is Mitchell also with him too? No, James Mitchell has, and James Mitchell is just, he's just a spike okay. for Abyss. Yeah, because I think Overkill it's going to be with if you have both these guys. And that's that. And then we have, on another plane, for some reason, Dexter Loomis with Johnny Gargano. Bases off against Matanza. Basing off against Asuka. It's darkness, man. There's no like inter. There's no women's division and men's division. It's well, everyone's got for him. Lucha Underground either. So 
and wasn't no Spencer and Gregor really? Yeah, because and this is just a better. We need to find who the best being is. And on, honestly, I, this 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 sounds like a Lucha Underground match. Honestly, this does. But wait, there's more. There's more. Uh, there's more contestants. But the thing, the soul thing, the Vampire Coven is not going to be silenced. The Ascension in this match, both of them together, is a trick. And this match will go back and forth. It's going to be happening, but uh, that, uh, it's going to be uh, revealed that Matanza is actually already dead because he was, you know, destroyed by the gauntlet. Which, which, by the way, it stole some of his fear. So Gargano, being the cosplayer that he is, pulls out his, you know, replica Infinity Gauntlet. It's a Gargano thing to do. I mean, come it on, is. he cannot, he cannot say that that does not that feels out of character for him. It does not. <laughs> and he's just you know taunts Matanza with it. Matanza backs up a little bit until he realizes that that's not the action. that's not the gauntlet of power that was from the temple. Yes. And he just and he just you know charges at Gargano who runs away. Gets uh, cornered by the Ascension, and then the As and then the Ascension fell up on Gargano after taking out Oscar for a while. Can't remember what the Ascension's attacking maneuver is, but they hit the hell on Oscar, and they get up on Gargano. Yeah, and they hit and they hitting on Gargano until Dexter actually reaches the some sort of a like you know an understanding with with Matanza Quedo because you know Dexter has that way of communicating with the dead, yeah, which has never been understated. Uh, uh, for the record, I hated the Halloween Havoc match between Dexter and I, I, Dexter and Cameron, and Cameron Grimes. I, 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 because... I enjoyed it for the main roster. I didn't want it in NXT, but I, but I, I can't hate something and enjoy something at the same time. So I enjoyed it. I just wished it wasn't on NXT. Same thing. Same for me. I, I can enjoy it in a vacuum, but I just felt it was too slow. And when they went to the area, it's... I would have I would have been okay with it if they had kept it like one hundred percent cinematic. But when they got to the arena and you had commentators and you had zombies coming out, it's just you know. And again, and I also did not like the Miz versus Damian Priest with the zombies. I mean, I kind of like thought it would be great if the Miz could just explain this away by saying a bunch of paid actor over. Actors who took their roles too seriously cost him the match, but uh, that never materialized. No. So, because he got injured, maybe, maybe, maybe that was the plan. But uh, we got on. But anyways, they get to it. So Dexter and Matanza fight off the Ascension during the whole thing. The Ascension, and while they lay, uh, they lay down the Ascension. Dexter and Matanza just, you know, looked at each other, kind of weird. Dexter uh, has the it's it's communicated that the two of them that Matanza is not actually in here because he wants to win. Huh? He wants to think that Matanza is searching for peace, and Dexter knows how to bring peace to the dead. So now Dexter finds that his this is all like unsaid, and Johnny Gargano is actually you know watching this and on. And he's just you know he's the one narrating this, so you think that he needs to go, and then and Dexter and Dexter leads Matanza to the gra to a graveyard to a cemetery to a graveyard on the island where Matanza can lay and rest thus taking each uh, taking both of them out of the match because they all have the mounds which leaves Asuka alone with the ascension oh. and they yeah you forgot Asuka was in there already. Oh, yeah 
and uh, and uh, and the ascension are set to double team together when the dead uh, you know Asuka missed Thunder because it's it's Asuka. She she hits the missed on Thunder, kicks uh, Victor's uh, head new clearly off, and he just grabs both their heads into a tomb and into a tombstone because they're close to his death and just uh, throws them into a grave. Thus declaring herself the winner and moving on into the story. It's Oscar. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't job her out in the first round. So. No. Yeah. And this brings us to another four-way match: uh, Malachi Black versus Minoru Suzuki versus Sue Young versus Gangrel. A lot of evil, a lot of evil in this thing. Uh, and look, I'm gonna just let this out of the bag. Malachi Black is gonna win this. I mean, but it's gonna it's gonna be like a lot of like a, you know powerful thing. It's that Suzuki is not intimidated by any of these guys. He just you know he sees like people he just uh, wants to beat. Gang Gangrel tries to feast on Suzuki's neck, but just Suzuki just you know. Gangrel just bites him on the head, uh, pulls away, does not put in well, yeah, and shakes, shakes him up and just, you know, ch gives him that, uh, you know, that, that carry as hell chuckle. He does the ha 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 which actually uh, gets Gangrel a little rattled until Su Young comes in. And Su Young and uh, Su Young with a chair for some reason, because, you know, that's kind of like the thing in MLW, but I can't remember if cinematic matches in Impact that much. It's a big mess, everything, and but it comes down to Suzuki and uh, Malachi Black. Malachi Black just, you know, kicks him and kicks him and kicks him. He just gets him, like, he kicks him like about four or five times before Suzuki actually stays down. Which Jim Cornette will not like that, but Jim Cornette will not, would not be a fan of this whole idea. Well, it's like, if you look at, it's, it's, it's one, if you look at Suzuki, the the wrestler, the character, how he's portrayed, and you look at the way New Japan does their movesets, no. it makes a lot of sense for that to happen. Yeah. Okay, can you repeat that once again? Because I, I because you froze for me. <laughs> yes. Um, if you look at, like, how uh, Suzuki, the character and the wrestler, is portrayed, and you look at um, how New Japan does multiple finishers to end a match, which is one of their things that has definitely, you know, carried through into wrestling in general. It fits for Malachi to be doing multiple kicks on Suzuki. It fits Suzuki's character. It fits where he's from with New Japan. It's a very fitting way to, to end the, the contest. Yeah. yeah, and I want to say that Malachi Black, before he does this, he drives a wooden stake through Gangrel's heart. Thus turning him into dust. Now we don't know if Gangrel actually is dead or he just turns into a dust like Dracula and comes back afterwards. And he actually does the same thing to Sue Young, but he misses her as well, just uh, taking her out. And then he he just refers to Suzuki because we want to like hope that Malachi would uh, Malachi Black is the apex over here. He's gonna do anything to survive. Going up into and these are random matches, I think, uh, and. We go into Finn Balor's match. Finn Balor takes on Vincent and takes on the last of the Vampire Covenant, Kevin Thorne. And 
Thor wins this one. Uh, Kevin Thorne tries to, you know, spray the... They double-team him for a while. He keeps trying to, you know, win this Aaron Square. The demon keeps, like, you know, Finn, let me out. Bless you. He's just, you know, banging on the walls of his inner mind, like, Finn, let me out. He can't win this, but Finn, you know, is, is trying to do the honorable thing until he actually gets sprayed with blood by Kevin Thorne. You know, Kevin Thorne does this thing where he is. And he just loses it. He loses control. He just, you know, he turns into a full demon. Totally destroys Kevin Thorne, you know. Just, you know, bites and bites and bites more. And then, uh, which leaves Kevin Thorne in a bloody heap between life and death. And he just, you know, beats the whole, the whole living shit out of Vincent. And he's declared the winner. He's the last man standing on this freeway. And then uh, walks up. Feeling a little bit of shame for for losing control of the demon and then letting everything go, but uh, understanding that this has to, uh, that things have to be done, something has to be done about this. And uh, during this time, Vincent just you know drops down his his knees and says, "I fail. I'm sorry. I failed you." And he just you know he's having this dialogue and he says, "You're here, but that, but you're here." then all is not lost, then we can actually rise up again. And we're going to just leave that part, you know, onto a key for the next issue or whatever. We're just, no, we're not going to. Pentagon Dark takes on evil. And, and, and who also takes on Abaddon. Actually, no. Sorry. Pentagon Dark versus Evil versus Broken Matt Hardy. Okay. So we're going to put Abaddon somewhere else. And Pentagon is being seconded by his uh, by his master. Who also has... Do you realize that all these dark characters who have managers or masters or, you know, I think have this love-hate relationship Maybe. where they break up and, and make up again, like Undertaker and Paul Bear, Abyss and Father Mayor, James Mitchell, Pentagon Dark, and then Piro. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the whole thing of you know, <clears throat> they're of, of characters who are evil. Who you know, they realize at the end of the day, the evil that was that was done on them is still something that they also respect at the same exact time for its evil. Yes, exactly. So that this happens, this match happens. Uh, Evil, 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 uh, during this part, goes back to his old ways of being, you know, Elijah Evil, which is, you know, just a ruthless killer who just would put chairs on you, would use anything at his disposal to win. Uh, they're fighting uh, near to, somehow, the Hardy compound has been transported to this island, or a version of it. And, you know, shenanigans... Uh, he, 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 took some of the, he took some of the water, and he just sprinkled it, and it made the water actually grow that way. Yes, exactly. So he had, you know, yeah, exactly. He he came, Matt Hardy actually arrived to the island on the dilapidated, dilapidated boat. Yes, yes. Name? the dilapidated boat. Yeah, he had a name, the boat. I, I can't remember. We can go back to that. And uh, water in there, and uh, so the sprinkles. Uh, and for some reason, the Psycho Circus from AAA is running around this compound while the fight is happening. They're not part of the fight. They're just causing chaos. Oh, please. And... Uh, what happens is 
Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy pushes evil into the into the lake of reincarnation. Well, but evil comes out as Bullet Club evil, which which then uh, which then uh, invites Dick Togo into the mix. <laughs> Dick Togo somehow just appears next to him, and they just you know have this big fight and fight with the main of all. Pentagon Dark actually makes it into the Lake of Reincarnation, comes out just as Pentagon Dark because that's how focused he is right now. Oh, but, like that. Yeah. Matt Hardy thought that it was going to happen, but it was not. Pentagon Dark comes out, package pile driver Matt Hardy, it breaks Matt Hardy's arm, then then goes over to, uh, to Dick Togo, breaks both his arms. And package pile driver is evil to take him out. And Pentagon Dark is your winner. He's moving on to the next round. And which brings us to the next match, which has been workshopped a little bit way too much. JBL and Augustus Slayer's killer contractor, Samoa Joe, takes on LA Park and the Monster Avenue. And this match happens. Uh, Abaddon freaks both guys out, but in the uh huh, and she's kind of like you know does minimal damage. But then once they uh, once once the Samoa Joe is understood by the whole thing, huh? And for some reason, Augustus Slayers has you know the lowdown on what makes these people tick. What's huh? What's happened to them? How did they? Uh, how they actually uh, can be beaten? Samoa Joe uses that. Even though Samojo gets uh, gets jumped by both of LA Park's sons, LA Park Hugh and LA Park uh, Jr., but he manages to, uh, to to push them off, and just so we can say, I don't know if he would be considered more evil if he puts LA Park or if he puts Abaddon in the Coquina Quest. Mm. I mean. The one with Abaddon, where we wouldn't be that evil on this island? I tell you what's going to be evil. Uh, uh, now I got it. Park brought his children in. Joe takes out El Hiu to Ole Park, and then he um, uh, shifts his attention to Ole Park Jr., and he just grabs him in the coquina clutch and just wrecks it, wrecks it. Poor Ole Park actually just, you know, forfeits. He just says, okay, I give up. Just leave my son alone. Oh. And Joe comes out. And Joe comes out of this the winner, and even like a little more evil, he just do anything. Okay, so we got this. We got two more matches, and now this is now this is the match that when we were. This is now Ultimate Gang Warfare. We have the Rabbit Tribe. And they're taking on a gang. This is a special surprise for you because I uh, I didn't uh, mention these guys last week or anything. But they're taking on first of all the Dungeon of Doom is in there. And Walcott entry, Sanity. Oh, oh. Yeah, we forgot about them. They definitely fit. Mm -hmm. While Raven's flock is also co causing, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, disturbances around the island, I, I figured that Raven would not be as as interested in winning this as anyone else. He just, you know, wants chaos to be around him. Yeah, and he is kind of Raven has him. never, yeah, Raven has never been like, you know, the character that would die for power. He's just, you know, power is good to have, but it's not like something that he would just, you know, just 
He never even really wanted gold. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, let's just like, oh, and, and the rabbit tribe, which consists this time of, you know, the white rabbit, all London. The little guy who showed up at the finale, I can't remember his name. Oh, um, and, um, spacing right now, but yes. Yeah. And somehow the white rabbit actually, uh, actually, you know, is able to conserve a lot of more of uh, the two other guys who were sacrificed during the course of season four to help them. And their only tribe wins this one. And, well, okay, so we had Samoa Joe was uh, was not, I think, for putting Abaddon in it. Would would the white rabbit be a, a bigger deal for... Using uh, for putting uh, what's your uh, for putting Nikki Cross in uh, in uh, in that uh, weird sleeper that he does. Mm, I mean, it's unnecessary. It is, but it's, at the same it's, time, it's, I don't think that the that anyone on this island is gonna be thinking it's pure evil or anything. Because I mean, it's just yeah, he's doing this thing. Uh, yeah, we established this. Which I want to go back to uh, Mel Mortis versus the Bisports PCO for a while. Yeah. Hmm. With Katrina by his side, let's uh, can we just retcon this a little bit? So Katrina uh, backstabs PCO. Hmm? Abyss is betrayed by Father Mitchell, but Decay is still there, and they jump Mil Mortis after the match. They try to get it, but now Mil Mortis has Katrina by his side. With that comes some perks. Katrina summons the trio of skulls from the first season. Now they're not even like they just emerged into one. They're just three guys again. And they take Decay out for Mo Mortis to go into the finals, uh, into the next draft board, with the biggest backup that he has ever had. And, okay, so go back. So, Rabbit Tribe wins. Carrying Cross, but now the White Rabbit thinks that, you know, the white uh, the Rabbit Tribe is holding him back. He just tears off his white uh, suit. Carrying Cross emerges. With the uh, with uh, with Scarlet by his, uh, by his side, and he just takes out the whole rabbit. Yes. And he's uh, moving into the next round alone by himself. And then we come to the last match, the in this uh, set, and this one weirdly enough is going to happen in an arena. This is where people are going to start coming in. You, you got all the guests. You got the great Muda watching. You got some people are going to follow him later, but you got guys like you know. Ramsey from Suburban Commander, we said he was going to have that. We were going to need to have that one in there. Um, the Executioner, not the, not the guest the Executioner, but the Executioner from 1996. Yes. He's, in, he's in chains, though, for some reason. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the demons. And actually, watching remotely is that British guy who used to send those video messages who was supposed to go for the Undertaker, but we're not. And, here you go, your your favorite guy, Dan Housing, is coming out for his match, but he gets Pearl Harbor from behind by none other than the Warrior of Light, Mordecai. Oh. With his cross. Mordecai comes into this ring and says, he has never felt such darkness. He has never gone, he is, he is, this, uh, this population should be taken down. I'm here on behalf, I'm here on behalf of my Lord of Light, and I will take and I will destroy everything on this island. There will be no dark side after this. I am going to be the. Huh? 
I'm going to bring an end to this. Yeah, but Mordecai, you know, has always bitten off more than he can chew. So while Mordecai is doing this, Dan Housing is taken out to taken out completely. Sorry, Joe. The lights go out on Mordecai. And when they come back up, pointing to the heavens, in the middle of that ring, is Sabu. Ah, we kind of forgot that Sabu has that dark, uh, that dark uh, link in them. And I imagine that Sabu gets a pop, like, sort of like the one he got at One Night Stand yeah. 2005, but yeah. then there's a lot of... Yeah, but and I think Mordecai is the guy that he would get the pop against because he's against everything that's on the tower. And Sabu just, you know, has a fight with Mordecai, completely destroys him, puts him through a table with a chair, the, hits him with the flying genie carpet. And Sabu, wild card, moves on to the next round. So you got in the next round, you, uh, we have now, uh, we're down to an elite eight. Finn Balor, Asuka, Samoa Joe, Malachi Black, Karrion Cross, Sabu, Pentagon Dark, and Mil Mortis. This is good. It's a good elite eight, honestly. I, w I wanted to have Evil in there as well, part of the elite eight, but I think uh, like Samoa Joe has to move on into this tournament yeah. because huh? there's a bigger agenda at play here. So, anyways. Uh, we get our first match is match here is Samojo versus Karrion Cross, Sort of a sort of a takeover rematch. And Cross is brutal in this match. He just you know, he destroys Samojo right on left. He takes him up. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Cross is not alone. Once JB, uh, once Augustus Slayer, not JBL, JBL is just, you know, in the back as the benefactor. Augustus Slayer threatens Scarlet. Cross stands down. And, but standing down is not enough for uh, someone as bloodthirsty as, uh, as Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe just, you know, goes to town on Cross, gets him in the clutch. Cross has to not fight because or else the cell or else Scarlet is going to get is going to get it, which is kind of aggression. But let's say this happens in comic book form, so there's several issues leading up to this story. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Cross is eliminated. Samoa Joe, unbelievably, not being a darkness uh, thing, moves on to the semifinals of this. And next match we have Oscar versus Malika Black. And it's a hard-hitting match. It's like, you know, martial arts galore. Yeah, happens. what happens in the end is Asuka tries to spray Black. Black does the whole thing. Black sprays her first. So they, like, you know, they'll do the double do the double mist. That's not so open and cool. Do the double mist. Black, Black's uh, mist is a little, little, just a tiny bit more powerful. Keeps through, huh? A little bit gets into her. She's trying to, you know, and just, you know. Black masked out of it. Maka Black moves on. Thank you, Asuka. Great, huh? Great showing, but we need the we need our big heel in the next round. Yes. And uh, Finn Balor versus Mo Mortis. And this is a match where, you know, Finn Balor and the demons sort of playing and still uh, still at it. 
Simba, the demon, the demon dispatches of the, you know, all of Mill's minions, the three skull guys. And when it comes down to the, to Mel Mortis, uh, just spearing the demon. And this is where Finn Balor, you know, is just sort of like, you know, takes over for a bit, takes over the body, but there's still, there's still a demon corp. And they, and he kind of out, well, he's more agile than Mel Mortis, and he kind of like, you know, gets away from this way, Cody grabs him moves on. So it's sort of like there's still a power struggle within Finbar between the demon and the prince, but he was kind of getting in there. He's making it work. Strength from it. Yeah. So Finbar moves on. Pentagon Dark versus Sabu. Sabu, valiant effort. But with Vampire by his side, Pentagon Dark is just, you know, huh? Too unstoppable. Pentagon Dark disposes of Sabu respectfully. In a, and this is a, this is some sort of a serum Muyedo um, match, which all of them are kind of. But there's a lot of light tubes in this. There's a lot of. Uh, it's actually, you know what? I'm thinking now that the serum Muyedo match is the only match where I actually did not totally hate the light tubes being used. Yeah. Which is weird because, but then again, because it, it happened in that fantasy land that it was. And also, it didn't feel like. This match is. When both of these guys left MLW, MLW changed both times. Like when Sabu left, MLW basically folded up, and when yeah. uh, Penta left, MLW became. Because around the time MLW was like you know on the downward spiral. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think Penta Penta left right before the COVID outbreak, yeah. or he, no? He left right when AEW actually hit uh, TNT. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know. Yeah, but then ML, yeah, it, it, things change for MLW too. But they have this uh, banger match. Uh, unfortunately, no Fonzie. And Pentagon Dark moves on. That's simple as that. It's uh, there's no you know shenanigans on. And this leads us to the semifinals. With a with a with a, with a you know, a, there is an invisible hand looking over all this and uh, you know plotting their inventions. Now, when you say I was this, are, 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 when you say the no, no, okay, not, okay, not not the not that invisible hand, okay, no. okay. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we could use the shackle, but it's kind of okay. I, that's we got I, we got that's, some. That's, that's what I thought you were going for at first. There, I, I was, I was like, I got some. No, I got, I got something here. I got okay. something here now. But uh, okay, so I'm gonna give this match now. Finn Balor versus Malachi Black. I was. I was honestly, when I was thinking about this, I was debating whether it's going to be the finals, whether this, yeah, whether this is going to be finals or semifinals. But I think it's this should be Finn Balor versus Ben Black right now. It's like Survivor Series '98, where the semifinals felt like the match you thought you were going to see in the finals. Yes, exactly. That's uh, I honestly. So Finn and Malaga have a have a banger of a match. Malachi has more of a darkness than Prince does. Prince tries to have this straight up, but once Malachi sprays him with the mist, the Prince actually agrees to let the demon take over for a while. And so the demon comes out. And of course, now this is a comic book that's not the, like, you know, or a movie or something. So, you know, the demon's not just, you know, him applying face paint. It's just, you know, that face paint just bursting on his skin. His teeth changing, his mouth, his jaw dropping down. And 
it's all this, you know, there's there's going to be like this crazy uh, transformation because I've always thought that, you know, being pinned out transforming to the demon would be and would be a start to behold an enemy. Enemy. But uh, alas, we got what we got. Huh? But, you know, I mean, it's it's wrestling is limited as, as much as you want wrestling to happen uh, to be, you know, out of the there are limits. The most they can do is have is have him, you know, get get shocked by his music. Yeah. Okay. Clear. Then, 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 but that's, but that's not, none of that. Yes. You know, so he turns around and, and he just, you know, he destroys Malachi. He beats Malachi. So, hmm? and just as Malachi, Malachi tries to, uh, to miss him again, but he just, you know, drunk kicks him into the, into the, into the oblivion. And then just, you know, coup de grace him. Malta cannot get up anymore. Finn has declared the winner going on to the uh, to the finals. Before that, we uh, we got Pentagon versus Samoa Joe. Pentagon Dark versus Samoa Joe. And weirdest thing happens. Pentagon Dark. Uh, uh, Samoa Joe has Pentagon on the ropes. And what happens now is uh, Pentagon, uh, once uh, Augustus Weirdly distracts Samoa Joe, because, uh, which causes uh, which causes Pentagon to get the upper hand. And while JBL is uh, arguing with Augustus Flair, Augustus Flair tells him, "Well, I don't need you, Ojo, anymore. I've I've gained enough moment. I've gained enough power to, uh, by reaching this far. The two of you can go and all." And he just, you know, he he just reaches his hand out and uh, onto JBL, and somehow a fire uh, a fireball just consumes JBL and transforms him away from here. Samoa Joe is seeing all this. He gets a pro harbor from behind by Pentagon. Pentagon package ball drives uh, Samoa Joe, which is weird because, you know, Samoa Joe is big guy. It works. And, yeah, and then he breaks his arm. Again, the bone collectors, Pentagon moves on. It's weird. It's, what Augustus Slayer did is weird. We don't know what happened, huh? but he just walks off. But nonetheless, you have your final spin baller versus Pentagon there. First so Pentagon. Augustus Slayer is not aligning with Pentagon? No, he's not. Okay, okay. And while this happened, now Pentagon Dark versus Samoa Joe happens before uh, before Finn versus Malachi. While Finn has beaten Malachi, he's walking back, he's turning into the prince, and you forgot something. Uh, he, uh, he gets jumped from behind by none other than Marty the Moth Martinez. That sneaky motherfucker stayed out of the tournament throughout the first three rounds. And now he's calling his shot. He's going to take out Finn Balor, take his place in the finals. And uh, Marty just, you know, huh? Pounds on Finn Balor, gets him back in the ring. He is destroying him. It is, it is something of one of the most, most devastating things you can see. It's sort of think about Marty and Pentagon Dark when he cashed in on them. That's the sort of thing that's only. And his sister is even there. Uh, what's her name? Mariposa. Mariposa, yes, that's her name. Mariposa is in there. She gets, uh, she gets, uh, she gets uh, her legs in. They're going in. And all of that is happening while huh? people are falling in. So you got the reptile tribe is actually falling in, sitting in there watching this match now. Psycho Circus is in there. Everyone's going and watching and they're seeing this weird thing happening and the two of them are are, 
are double teaming him and it seems like nothing is uh, nothing is gonna stop this but here's someone during the, uh, the beauty mutual respect happening between the two during their interactions on the island hmm? during between the matches between the knights and so forth out comes Asuka. she's praying and she's he misses uh, mariposa takes her out and and while she's taking her out in the corner, uh, Marty just, you know, turns his, uh, his attention to her, grabs her by, his, uh, by, by the hair, thinks he's gonna, he's gonna do something to her. But then uh, Asuka just, you know, pushes his head off, misses him too, roundhouse kicks him. He turns around into, a, uh, into the drunk kick from the demon, Finn Balor. Finn Balor, Finn Balor goes on, destroys the moth, the moth. And, uh, and he could have got Mariposa as well for good measure, and he moves on again to the play. He secures his place in the finals. I, I, I just see this as a big crowd pop moment. That was, that, that was awesome. Yeah, I think this is a great backline. And I was thinking, I was kind of with what would be the best use of Marty the Moth? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I was just, yeah, because he needs to be a sneaky little bastard. Just putting him in a match and just wasting him as luck, you know? Yeah. Hmm? Let's go. And at this point, you know, as well, you got like uh, several contestants in there. Like uh, Johnny Gargano is in the crowd now, and he's FaceTiming, and somehow he's FaceTiming with Candice. And he's telling her, it's crazy in here. You I see, I see him doing his little dance, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, you can't be doing that. He's doing his moves by Sammy dance. Yeah. And like, you know, Candice's like, oh, well, it looks like you're having fun there. <laughs> It's just—it's like he's telling her there's dead bodies and demons falling around, and she. But, but anyways, finals. Ben Balor versus Pentagon Dark. Pentagon. And Finn Balor have a straight up, you know, it's a contest. Huh? Now the winner—it's understood that the winner of this will be the uh, will have the claim to the throne of the Dark Side. Will have the throne of the throne. The Undertaker, to what extent it is unknown. Hmm? But real quick before I forget, what yeah. if, if do, do you have in your ring of terror, do you have all these figures? Obviously with the exception of like Marty the Moth. I don't I don't think you have Sabu, but do you have do you have I don't Akai, have Akai or Penta I have, Finn? Well, I don't have a Malachi, I have an Alistair. Well, I mean same. But, yeah, Alistair is in there, Matt Hart is in there, Abyss is there, Vampiro is there, two Pentagons, Asuka. This would have made for excellent, like, figure photography. It would have, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> we can... We'll put this up there, yeah, because it's... Yeah, we got. I got uh, both versions. In the ring right now, I have two versions of Finn Balor. One of them painted up, and one of them... The monster, the monster version where he's actually transformed fully yeah. into the demon. You got Papa Shango in there. Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing Papa Shango should. We should work a cameo Papa Shango in here. Papa Shango, yeah. And yeah, Vampiro both both versions of Bray Wyatt. Anyway, so the matchup is so the matchup is taking place between Pentagon and uh, Finn. Finn is still in Prince form. He hasn't transformed yet. There. And this whole, you know, debate thing. And while they're having this match, out comes Vincent, who's been eliminated way back then. But he said, huh? I know I've been eliminated, but... And again, there's no rules to this tournament, huh? But 
I made it to this island. And while I made it to this island, my grail, my higher power is on this island as well. And and he is here. He would like to have a word with the two of you. And out comes Bray Wyatt. Oh, cult, cult classic Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt comes out, surveys the the, the ID, and he says he has always been wanted. He has always wanted the, the power of the Undertaker. And now Gargano's thinking like, if everyone could have called their shot, just turned at the finals, why did we have to participate in the first in the first round? And he's like, you know, throwing his hands up. Dexter just looks at them and just, you know, nods. <laughs> and but I've had the storm, and, I, and I've always wanted the crown, and and I've gone after the Undertaker before. I've seeked this crown before, and at the end, I was found wanting. But you know who who isn't? Huh? Who is not afraid to go places where even I wouldn't go through? The Fiend. And he just, you know, takes off his hat, puts his face. He actually rips his face off, uh, revealing the mask of the Fiend oh. under his actual face. It's a comic book. We got the text And now he's in this match. And this match has gone to brutal. Now this ring is in fire. This ring has gone into this uh, into a Stygian mask, where the turnbuckles are just, you know, talking demon skull heads who would take a bite out of everyone who would come through next to them. The ropes are on fire. It's kind of like it's it's scary because the, the it's now that like it's the two finals have started now because the fiend is in there because the, his essence was on the island that it was sensed but he was not partaking in the tournament until now. And I, I, I figured out how uh, Papa Shango could have gotten figured into this. <laughs> he could how? he he could have uh, he, he could have come out with Bray but he missed his cue and he came out a little bit he came out too soon. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Little WrestleMania eight there. Oh no, I got I got this thing. I got it. I'll tell you how we can figure Papa Papa Shango in there. Um, while this happened, because you know the whole Ministry of Darkness is now uh, is now ringside, so you got Midian is there, Rook as an acolyte, and it's the comic book souls. Uh, so I'll say Viscera is there. You always are behind it, and. Even Edge and Christian are there, like just as Edge and Christian, but because they had that ministry connection, they're just in there as they're just sitting down there. I, I, I imagine them like when, like, if like the camera's panning by, like, 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 like Zoolander, it's showing those two high fiving each other, like, like, uh, 2000s yeah. Edge and Christian. Yes, exactly. It's kind of like it's, but in a, in a dark and serious way, it's yeah. kind of like, you know, the, that last Space Jam movie where they had like all these characters coming out and watching. And, even Kane. Kane is in there now. Kane is, uh, I'll say Kane was there before the finals because he should oversee who is going to take the throne for his brother because sure. it's very important to him and his family. Anyways, uh, out of respect, I'm not going to have Paul Bear in this man and, and this thing. I think it feels wrong. I, I don't know. Plus, plus, he was written off well, Survivor Series last year. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So he and the Undertaker wrote, uh, off together into the snow. But this match happens. The fiend is uh, too, uh, the fiend is too powerful. He's almost overwhelming both guys. Until Pentagon and the uh, Finn decide Finn now has turned into the demon, but he's the balanced demon. They decide that they should team together to take this freak out. 
and it works. Or they take him out. It's kind of sort of like you know Hobbs and Shaw versus the you know Black Superman uh, thing from the Hobbs and Shaw movie. And and they managed to take the fiend out long enough uh, for them to uh, you know uh, long uh, long enough for them to grab his lantern. Decide that Vincent runs in there to help his the fiend, but he just you know he gets he gets taken out by Pentagon. Or actually no, he gets taken out by Vampiro. Let's have it that way because. And somehow both of them double teaming the team pushes the team back into Bray. He, he comes out as regular as regular Bray White. They, he he's still fighting this morning, but then the fighting gang gets him out into the funhouse Bray White, and Bray White just says, "Yeah, we well, we. I guess the darkness is not the place for me." And he just you know, and he just says, "Commercial break." The whole screen goes into like you know, huh? Into the where? into the Firefly penthouse uh, team, and he just disappears under even Pentagon and Finn just to go at it once again and they just go at it, go at it. in the end Finn Balor, Finn Balor wins Finn Balor is supposed to win and, and so the throne so in this arena the throne is like you know overlooking the things so think about how Melmortis throne was overlooking the the temple same thing. So Finbar is about to make his way out of the ring to ascend to that throne. He's back into it. He's back into it. And he gets, and once again, he gets blindsided. A lot of blindsides in there. there but who is he blindsided? Yeah. But who is he blindsided by? He's blindsided by none other than, once again, AJ, Mother Cricket's dolls. Getting interesting a little bit, huh? huh? So AJ Styles uh, hits Finn with a pipe. He takes him over. And with AJ Styles, once again comes out Augusta, Augusta Slayer. Remember, he walked out on JBL. And he tells them, and he reveals, like, thank you, Finn. You have been granted access to the, to, the, to the throne itself for grabs. Now, all what I have to do is go over there. And AJ is the person who's going to make me do it. And Kane looks at him, and he knows, and he says, I remember you. And he says, "Yes, you remember me. You and your brother have been a thorn in my side for millennia, for for ages." And he just reveals, and what happens is Augustus Layers just you know turns into smoke. He he possesses AJ Styles, and AJ Styles goes, oh, oh, oh. and he reveals himself to be. It's actually if if so, if if anyone has actually. The, uh, if the name Augustus Slayer rings the bell for anyone, uh, bravo, uh, touche to you because I had to do that. Uh, but anyway, Augustus Slayer uh, possesses AJ, and then now he turns it into his actual uh, true form, which is that of the embalmer. Oh. The big bad from the Chaos Comic, uh, from the Chaos Comic Undertaker. Yeah. And the embal and uh, uh, for a little back 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 on the embalmer, he was a uh, he was a dark druid from the Middle Asia, from the medieval Asia, who found the dark arts, found out a way to uh, to uh, take over the books of hell, the three books of Stygian, the Hell's Prison. We're uh, we're sort of like you know, like we did, like they do in movie re uh, reboots, we're retconning it a little bit, so it's not the huh? The books of hell or the prison or anything, but he actually did knew the Undertaker since he was a boy, and Kane since he was a boy. He was thrown in both their sides. Him and Paul Bear and the Undertaker had this power struggle over there over the three books of hell, 
but now uh, we're gonna get here so this is uh, the idea so uh, now he says it's finally my time i get to have my revenge i get to have it all you're one of the undertaker stopped me after i overthrew the original one the grim reaper and it was said to be me taking over the dark said the lord of the dark so the undertaker stepped up and took me out because he knew that it was wrong and the, the balance huh? well he's not gonna say the undertaker knew it was wrong but the undertaker knew it was wrong so what I'm saying is, Grim Reaper was the original or the first dated, you know, Lord of Darkness. He was overthrown somehow by the Embalmer. And while the Embalmer was set to, uh, to ascend the throne, he was stopped by the Taker, who took the throne for himself to bring down to the whole thing. Anyways, so... Uh, the embalmer, so the embalmer reveals himself. He becomes this big, uh, huh? Comes, he and Aegis Styles are one. And now he's fighting with Finn Balor again. <laughs> Finn Balor, the, the, the demon guy, the demon boy cannot catch a break, poor guy. <laughs> anyway, Finn. And this, right there in that moment, during this fight, is when Finn finds that ultimate balance between the prince and the demon. And he starts, you know, take a while AJ and and now this is sort of like Venom and Carnage thing, but it's uh, AJ and the Bomber and he manages to actually drive the Embalmer's soul out of AJ, take out AJ. But that's the problem. The Embalmer in freeform soul is actually more terrible, and he's and he just pushes Kane out. And this is how you put Papa Shango in because Papa Shango, huh? He's this. And he sensed that this is happening, and he said, "Well, maybe we need a um, huh? maybe we need a little bit huh? of backup here." And he makes a song. So, and while the embalmer is taking it out, and uh, all uh, AJ is in the corner, the embalmer is taking it, sort of like destroying Finn, huh? in in a free soul. So all of a sudden, the gong hits, all fills the arena. And out comes a shadowy figure in a coat and in, in a raincoat and a big black hat. And this figure, I'm not gonna say who it is, but <laughs> okay, come on, it's the end. This figure it just comes out, grabs the soul of the preform uh, bomber by the throat, choke slam him through the arena, sending uh, huh? choke slam him through the uh, through the ring through this uh, terrible ring. And on into Aegis, uh, keeping them together, which gives Finn the chance to go up to the uh, right on top of this eating uh, those talking skull heads and just, you know, who uh, goes for the worst, the biggest coup de grace ever because it's the, the demon and the prince, so he flies higher than he has ever flown and just takes out Aegis Toss, past the embalmer, sending the and with that, they send the embalmer out into free fall. Aegis Toss is back to Aegis Toss again. For a second, Finn Balor is in the ring. He looks at the Undertaker. The Undertaker just, you know, tips his hat. The gong hits. The smoke fills the arena. The Undertaker is gone again. And now, it's finally free. Finn Balor gets sit on the throne of the Lord of the Darkness. Because he will now be the protector of that balance between the darkness and the light. And we get happy ends all around. Dexter and Gargano go back with a story to tell. They're happy with it. And Abyss actually makes it out of the coffin. Him and Decay for an inner piece. Because Finn is going to 
PCO, uh, PCO actually, uh, Destro comes out and saves him, puts, uh, puts, uh, puts his dad there back to work. Oliver Park is reunited with his sons. Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe, Suzuki, you know, they, these guys did not really want anything, so they're just going to go back to the club. Fantasy so is a big happy like, fan. like a closing movie montage of showing what... The yes, that's what, that's what I'm thinking it is. It is. And the rabbit tribe goes back to getting high again, and now they have carrying cross and Scarlet with them. And, yeah, Dan Housing uh, collects a shitload of dark teeth from that arena. And, yeah, Pentagon and his master go back to training because, you know, Pentagon needs to be more um, more lethal. I was going to go with the uh, vampire, you know, backstabbing Pentagon, but I could not find a good way where this is, story is not going to be overlapped. So I thought, you know, what the fuck it just keep it. <laughs> and, yeah, Broken, uh, Broken Matt hosts a, a lot of these guys back at the party compound as, as a gateway to go back to the real world. So, and... You know, happy ends all around. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the story of how uh, the new, the battle, the battle for the throne of the dark side has been, uh, was fought and how it was. Now, now there can be like a sequel one where there's like an invasion into the dark side. Yes. Yeah. We could have that next year. So we can have uh, like something where it's either the bomber comes out or. We could have the Grim Reaper coming back. Yeah. Hilda, I was gonna, I was gonna put him into this, but I thought, you know what? Too much is too much. <laughs> Dario Cueto could uh, want uh, something with it too. He could be bringing in like a yeah. like an army. Oh yeah, yeah, and we could have the higher power from the, the Lucha Underground that was never revealed. Yeah, yeah. It was actually was it Stu Bennett or was it someone who on some? I don't think was it was over the Stu Bennett. Of, I, I, they, I think they kind of teased that it might have been at the end. But it was the very final thing that we ever saw on LU, so we never really got to yeah. get. We never got to know if this is the guy. If this was the guy they were looking over their shoulder or not. It kind of seemed like it was teased that it was going to be that way, but it was never officially announced. So we can, yeah. So we can just play with it. It's yeah. not Stu Bennett. Of course, you know we could have Stu Bennett and a, a group of guys come in, and they can terrorize. The Dark Lord for, for like two yeah months. they can they can just yeah they can destroy the ring you know probably grab uh, choke Papa Shango by the necklace do that it, it, it can be it can be the the, the, the Hell Dragon Brian Danielson oh. yeah and yeah so we can have it next year that this happens that the invasion comes and now Finn Balor cannot the Needs to defend the dark side, but he was not going to do it alone. So he calls on, for example, we can have okay, well, we don't want to tease. We can he can call on Asuka, he can call on the decay as a unit, okay. And what is Father Mitchell up to? We don't know. He left Abyss and he's still there on the island. We don't know what he's doing. So, a lot of loose ends. If the studio, if we if we make our budget back, so maybe the studio will green light the sequel to it. Oh, if we make the sales weekend have like you know another series. Yes, we'll we'll have to see how the peacocks, uh, the peacock ratings are. Yeah. And that's it. I'm actually, you know what? I'm pretty happy with myself. Yeah. And this was like, you know, Joe. Like this was something I talked to you about a year ago. Yeah. We were like, you know, like last November. Yeah, and 
up to like uh, an hour before we were recording, I was still tinkering with it, thinking like what should happen because I never actually laid it out, you know, beginning to end. Yeah. And I'm pretty happy with this result. I think yeah. I, th- I think there's some. I think a lot of things have to be changed a little bit if, the, if anyone's going to adapt this. Which, let's be honest, no one's going to adapt it because there's copyrights all over the Netflix. <laughs> Can all be done as a fan card, but yeah, I like it, and I think. I think a baby face being the being that protector or the Lord of Darkness now is is the good is the right call. And just imagine like a like a comic book cover where it's like, um, say it's like black and white on one end, black and red on the other, but then it's just Finn's face with like split down the middle with you know yeah with the demon Finn. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that could be like you know that story before he gets the the second the last thing and then. The last issue would be just, you know, the Throne of the Dark Side, which, by the way, the Throne of the Dark Side is the throne that the Undertaker sits at on and all those vignettes. And, um, a... When he was the Ministry Undertaker. A, 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 um, trade paperback cover. Finn doing this, where everyone in the crowd, you see all the other characters doing that, too. Yeah, that would be... Like it, 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 it has, like, a weird, like, like a blue, like, oh. a, like a purplish hue. He's in red, but everyone else is in purple. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. So if, you know, All right. If, if, if anyone wants to send us some fan art. Yeah, know. please. If anyone if anyone out there is talented enough to send us some fan art of what we just did, we'd really, we'd greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Yeah. That, 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 that would be a really cool one. And, you know, you, you would get a special thanks. Yes. We'll give you a great shout out for all your social media on all our platforms. We'll even uh, we'll even give you a, we'll even send you like a we'll a virtual you, like a virtual a virtual handshake and a virtual hot dog. Yeah, and and a Photoshop driving uh, dry, outlaw mucho driving ticket. And if you ever see <laughs> those it, are hard to come by. I want to ever at WrestleMania. You can take a picture with us for free. We yeah, usually. Usually, usually we actually pay people to take those pictures, but now, but you can, have, you yeah. sir can have it for matter. You can, you'll you'll also get a pro wrestling T-shirt for free, one of our pro wrestling T-shirts. Yes, yeah, one that we actually purchased. Yes. <laughs> once, once once we actually put a, uh, have our own shop on pro wrestling tees, we'll send you one for free. Yes, exactly. Either that, or we're gonna just have, send you one from Redbubble. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe we can send you the design, and you can just print it on this shirt. Or... You can make us. You can make, you can us make... <laughs> too. make us the shirt. Send it to us, and we'll send it back to you and say, "Here's your... yeah. Here you go." I can tell you. I can tell you. This is a too good a deal to pass up for any aspiring artist. Tell them. Or any established artist. Yeah. It, it, it gives you exposure. It gives you exposure, and that is more yeah. than than uh, you know Zicky Dice can ask for. <laughs> so sure. if Zicky Dice is listening to this. We'll get we'll we'll give you you know a better deal than uh um uh Billy Corgan. Then I'm uh, yes yes. We'll we'll give you a better monthly rate. Yes yes. For for there. It's 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 October. There's pumpkins that are all over the place. We'll even let you come to each of our houses and pick a pumpkin up and smash it. And it'll be a better smashing pumpkin than Billy Corgan and then WA can get you. Yes. Yes, we'll even give you a hammer. Not a sledgehammer, a regular hammer. Regular hammer. 
we can't afford the big hammers. We we can afford yes. like the like the rubber mallets. Yes. Yeah, if you can work with the rubber mallets, then it's okay. Yes. And it's October. It is the season of the witch. You could also sing us a cover version of that song, and we'll also give you like a special extra thanks. Yeah. If you can find it, yeah, if you can, if any composer out there wants to, you know, pour this whole, uh, you know, story that we just draw, that we just uh, told, and uh, yeah, it'd be cool. We'd actually, you know, we'd reward you by giving you, uh, the, by giving you the opportunity to actually come up with a main entrance to, with a with an opening theme for the Outlaw Motor Driving. Yay! Yeah. And yeah. if any animators want to animate any of uh, our fictional tournaments, you can do that too. Yes. Yes, we are open for business, like uh, as the, the WWE's Khan, I can't remember his name is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick Khan. As oh, Nick Khan says, yeah. we are open. Yeah, like Nick Khan for the WWE, we here at the Drive-In are open for business. When Anyone who wants to do business with us, when, yeah. When you said WWE Con, I was thinking of Rob Conway. I was, I was, I was that's what I was, I was, I was like, <laughs> the hell is he bringing Rob Conway into this for? But, yep, uh, that that was the the horror show for the Undertaker. And uh, Mohammed, you want to close off? All right, so. It seems like we cannot find uh, James Blanton or Pete anywhere. They uh, I, at this point, I don't know. have a middle name this week. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, I know it's uh, it's James Blaze Blanton. That's oh. yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, so if anyone knows how uh, how to find James Bombastic Blanton or Pete the Executioner guest, just uh, get in touch with us. And if you do so, we also have rewards for you. You can, you can be our official member finder. Yes. It comes with a little badge that the guy who's gonna make our t-shirts is gonna is gonna design for you. <laughs> He's also gonna make lanyards. Yes. Yes, lanyards. Yes, we love lanyards. And uh, okay, so you can check uh, you can uh, check us out on YouTube at uh, Outlaw Motor Driving. Just uh, search for us. Uh, uh, Joe over here has his own uh, side hustle YouTube channel coming up. Coming up, it's uh, where he does movie reviews. He's uh, you're in the middle of your Halloween movie. What's yep. the name of it again? Uh, the 31 Day October Horror Movie Challenge. Yeah, on the channel that is oh, production, vlog. production vlog. Ductions. Yes, yes, that's more important. <laughs> yes. Production vlog ductions. He guest can be found on Facebook streaming games at Executioner One Up. Uh, James Blanton, uh, sure, uh, James Blanton, the, uh, we still don't know where the location of the Red Room is. It's, it's been actually it's parts unknown. covered. Yeah, it's part, it's in parts unknown and it's, it's been, it's an undisclosed location in parts unknown. So even people in parts unknown cannot find it without a map. And that's been the time. So it's been the horror show next week. We're going to be uh, recording on the say uh, on, ha- on all Hallow's Eve. Hello, Joe. Do you have a? Do you have a? Do you have any word on whether you will be able to show us or not? I am not too sure quite yet. If I pop on, I'll pop on. Not too sure um, what's going on with the thirtieth yet, because I will be going to uh, Revolver. Um, it's going to be a great card. It has John Moxley, um, 
Danhausen, The Wolves, um, Aiden English, um, Anthony Green, um, Ace Austin, bunch of guys are going to be at it. Yeah, that's good. That sounds awesome. You can get any video footage of it yes. and put it on our YouTube channel. That's right. Grabbing more views. All right, then. That's been the drive-in, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for thank you to anyone who hasn't turned off at this point for entertaining me on my very weird fan fiction. <laughs> especially, especially Joe over here, because anyone else I would have told this to, he would have just slapped me off. But this guy said, you know what? Let's put this on our podcast. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, and risking the much popularity that we have built over the last few weeks, like we are in dozens and dozens, or maybe just a single dozen of homes. So yeah. I appreciate that, sir. <laughs> and We're getting a dozen uh, posters sent to us right now. Every single one of them wants yeah, a piece yeah, of yeah. Everyone, everyone wants the shirt that they designed to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you, everyone. And spooky podcasting, everyone. Good night. <laughs>